everyone and welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, a show produced by Hot Chocolate Media where we make up a movie really fast for you based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am your moderator today and my name is Jacob Gulliver. As always, I am joined by three of the Hollywood elite. We have Ben Lifson, our writer, who is the groundskeeper of the mansion that they use in all the X-Men movies. We have our director, Becky Schmidt, who is one of the few white extras in Crazy Rich Asians. And we have our producer, Kyle Decker, who is the executive producer on the upcoming SimCity the movie. Thank you so much for joining us. Near prompt, should you choose to accept it. I mean, I, I say that, but you do have to accept it. The theme of this story is a wacky conspiracy. The main character is a philosophical assassin. The major event of the story is violence. Okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna we're doing a bit of a reversal on the big conspiracy thing. See, most films that have a big conspiracy thing or BCT will have you know simple mundane, but then someone learns too much and they send an assassin. But what if we have it about an assassin in a BST, but he learns of a BBST, a bigger big yeah. I meant BBCT, not BBST. Unless conspiracy could be spelled with an S. I don't know, could it? The top of an S is a C. Think about it. Anyway, so the assassin, you know, he's just thinking about life and the economy while he's assassinating some Russian. But then he thinks, wait a minute, the agency told me to kill this guy. But what if, what if there was no agency? What if memory is just a delusion? What if no one told me to kill him and I just thought to do it myself? Very philosophical. Unraveling layers. So he goes back and he finds out that the agency never really existed in the first place, but was actually Denny's the whole time. And then we kick things up a notch. The Denny's, they send after him. He fights the ninjas, but the ninjas are actually... CSI agents. There's fighting. There is mystery. It turns out the past 200 years have all been scripted and was actually an elaborate kabuki. And so in the final scene, where he finds the puppet master in the nose of Roosevelt in Mount Rushmore, he goes and says, I found you, puppet master. And the puppet master turns his chair around. And it turns out Abe Vigoda the whole goddamn time. And do you have a title for this film? dot dot dash you think a dot 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 conspiracy but then we pull the rug out with a dash so becky you are uh sitting on a bus one day and <laughs> you've got a, a briefcase with you when you get off the bus you realize you have the wrong briefcase but it looks exactly the same someone must have switched it and inside there's this script for dot, dot, dash. What do you think? Is this something that you, you have an artistic spin on? Is this something you can make? After reading the script for dot, dot, dash, I knew that I had to channel my inner Boris Seagal and, and really bring back 
what we really need to bring back is is from the 70s is that apocalyptic dystopian era style movie when i read this i would i all i could think of was this is my omega man and i i just i think that what we need to do is we need to we need to go we need to go back we need to go back we need to to have the the grit on the screen again we need to have that 70s white male chauvinist shove people around what i'd really really love to do is use a hologram of charlton heston as the lead for this movie and really dig deep into the dark and the apocalyptic side of of this assassin story I really think that we should be thinking about uh, people for possible other roles. I really would like to include sort of a buddy cop element to this. I feel like the assassin needs a sidekick. And I, I really think that the only true sidekick for a Charlton Heston hologram is, oh gosh, what is his name? I can't think of his name. He was Ruby Rod in Fifth Element. Chris Tucker. Thank you, Chris Tucker. His name just went away. And I really think that Chris Tucker is going to be the 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 nice compatibility to Heston's hologram. All right, so Kyle, you've got an old-fashioned 70s post-apocalyptic action era. What do you think? Is this is this up your alley? Is this something a studio's going to make? Whip that chopper dog! What? Doing sim words, you fucking ass. Delco Webney, Benzi, Chimna, Oh, I see what's happening. Ah, Ah, Jibbles, Blitz. Choo, Wagga, Wagga, Choo, Choo. Furby nubs. Um, I need this to be a safe work environment. Uh, Gerb with him. Arver versus Charlton Heston. Ah, uh, Doc Morfer. I'm going to uh, go ahead and activate the, the live translator oh. here. Oh, <laughs> thank God. I've been working on that goddamn movie too much. I got stuck speaking simlish. I think we got a winner here. Uh, uh, Chris Tucker, you know, now as long as he doesn't have Brett Ratner feeding him homophobic and misogynistic lines to shout, like in Rush Hour 3, he can be great. So he's got the energy and all to pull it off. I think we do need a woman in the movie. Like, give me a strong female actor that can play off of Chris Tucker. I don't care who it is. Just give me someone that commands the screen. I don't want a romance between the two. I just want her to be able to, like, rein him in and and, and stuff like that. I'm seeing, like, kind of a mid-range budget here on here. Uh, we'll give it $70 million budget. So, you know, we have can do some cool special effects, explo- one or two explosions if we need to pay the actors pretty well. We don't need to pay Chris Tucker that much. He hasn't worked in a few years. But we can have really good, you know, sets and nice cameras. We can hire a good cinematographer, have fun with it. And for the love of God, please keep that box near me so I uh, don't go into Similish again. You can take it with you. That's fine. Thank you. Anything else you want to add? Uh, no, I, I think you got going here. Uh, we're going to market it heavily on YouTube and Instagram because I think this is going to get like appeal to youth. Chris Tucker appeals to younger demographics, according to my research. All right, so Ben, you've got uh, feedback back from the studio. You've got some names attached. Dot, dot, dash is in production. What do you think? How are you going to update the script from here? Well, before I go in there, I just need to bring something to everyone's attention. In Morse code, dot, dot, dash is you. Turn you 90 degrees, you get a C. See you. What word also starts with see you? Conspiracy. <laughs> so, I just wanted everyone to know that. Also, if you're listening to this podcast at home, they might be coming after you. So, be wary. 
and keep listening. In any case, this film, we need a lady. Okay. When he is fighting on the Mason-Dixon line, as seen on page 82 of the script, which, as we know, the Mason-Dixon line, as it turns out, is actually in Indonesia, which is the revelation of this film. Again, there's layers to this stuff. But anyway, the lady is actually one of the alien hunters. And she goes to him and says, I think you're an alien. And he says, aren't we all aliens? When you really think about it. And she says, whoa, major game changer. And so she joins him to bring down the truth. And yes, I mean, bring down the truth. They fight together. They find the truth together. One's a sleeper agent. But which one? That is the ultimate mystery. Because aren't we all sleeper agents when you think about it? Ever since 1922, we've all been in a coma, a trance, waiting for that one activation phrase. Someone's going to say it someday, an exact sequence of words that no one has said yet. Maybe you will say it, dear listener at home. Anyway, uh, I'm making a movie, apparently. So keep writing in. I've written your lady in there. You know, I really want to have some big fight scenes to get the drooling masses into this film because I want them to see this film, you know, put in sky lasers, put in anything. We need people to see this film. They'll come in expecting a good time and they'll come out expecting time itself. All right. So Becky, you've got some serious feedback from your writer here. Also for those listening, 14, seven, nine, some interesting numbers there. Uh, you have some feedback from your writer, as you can see. Yes. Uh, some some changes to the script. Some more layers have been added to this yes. onion. What do you think? Is this something that's working for you? <sighs> um, I I can't say that this has been a fun process. It has been a long process. I agree that the movie needs a female character, so I. I would like to bring in Zoe Zaldana, obviously. She is just the absolute perfect person to combat Chris Tucker and, and Heston Hologram. I've unfortunately not been able to read a lot of the new script, however. So a lot of what we're doing is improvised. We couldn't read the script because the writer chose to write it in code. Um, And unfortunately, none of us have been able to decipher it yet. There's also a lot of what I'm hoping is dirt smeared on the pages. The dirt is the key to solving the code. Thank you. I've said too much. So like I said, a lot of the lines are being improvised now. We're still going with the original idea. He started spouting something about the Mason-Dixon line being in Indonesia, and I would like to have accuracy in this film at the very least. So I I feel like it... I feel like at this point... I feel like at this point, I have no other option but to... I've had to remove him from the set. He is no longer welcome on the set. He upset all of the actors. I mean, he even made Heston Hologram cry. And it was really, really unfortunate. So unfortunately, he has not been welcomed back. We are kind of plowing forward with this and letting the talent of our actors really tell the story. All right. So Kyle, you've got your writer kicked off the set. You've got some specific notes from your director on how the, the story is going. What do you think? Are you liking the cut that's going out the door? Yeah, I was I was really thinking about this movie hard as I was sitting in the one chair in my house staring at a clown painting, contemplating what I was doing. 
I decided to cook something. And I unfortunately set my kitchen on fire when I did that, but uh, everything's okay now. But I, I agree with the director that I shouldn't have hired that writer. He, I knew he was avant-garde. I didn't realize that's Hollywood code these days for just nuts. We're getting him the help he needs. He's got, you know, he's he's seen the best doctors and getting the best drugs that we can get. You know, psychotropic drugs and whatnot. He held a spoon to the gaff's neck. Yeah, yeah. We're we're well aware that he should not be on a set again for a long time. I apologize for that. And you know what? You've done. I'm really digging the improv. Chris and Zoe really got the chops and they have some real on screen chemistry and it's really working. It's got kind of a good like modern buddy film feel. I, I'm still trying to get the similish out of my head and English is challenging for me. But yeah, I, I think we go that. Um we're going to market this heavily on late night talk shows as well. You know, Zoe and Chris are so like charismatic. They'll, you know, they'll each do a few talk shows each and just kind of charm the hell out of all those, those like, it'll be great. It'll be very traditional. Once again, I can't apologize enough for the behaviors of the writer. He has been banned from the studio a lot and we've put a restraining order against him, but we're also getting him the help he needs because he's a person. That's all I he got. covered himself in whipped cream and demanded everyone call him Sunday. It could have been something grosser than whipped cream, to be fair. That's not helping your case. All right, so I'm going to take dot, dot, dash and plug it into the movie machine and pull the lever, which sounds like somebody falling down a set of stairs. Or does it? <laughs> it does. Spoiler alert. So this movie comes back. Uh, it does okay. You you know, some people seem to enjoy it. It's a little bit, you know, oniony for some people. There's there's some layers that don't seem to really sell all that well, but the the performances are compelling. Some of the action scenes are kind of cool. Uh, so overall, you you basically break even. It's fine for the most part. The kind of interesting aspect that comes out of this is Ben like disappears for several years and gets kind of this like, you know, hermit reputation or like you know, this sort of odd guy, but he resurfaces and it turns out he signed this like 10 year contract writing movies for M night Shyamalan. And, uh, he actually becomes like one of the most successful writers in Hollywood. Cause somehow M night Shyamalan keeps making movies that all make money. And Ben gets a piece of that action, but you guys all get to work again. It's nothing super crazy. That said, the movie machine is magic. We can go back and have a little bit of time. If you'd like to change anything, or you can call it art and walk away. That's fine, too. So uh, beginning with our now famous writer, Ben, yes. what do you think? Well, you know, I was looking around my house that I recently bought in Indonesia on the Mason-Dixon line. That's not accurate. Stop and telling everybody that's accurate. I have enough money to say that it is. and <laughs> White privilege. <laughs> Thanks, Kanye. <laughs> I am never working for Paramount again. <laughs> and... This, I feel people have been watching this as a movie, which is good. I've made money. I like money, but I also don't like fueling the machine. And I've only fueled the machine 20%. But in actuality, this has all been a setup. The first domino in a series of pre-setup dominoes. But they don't fall. Instead, they slide. And I'm the slider in this case. I also have a pool. I swim in it with my lots of money, which is pretty cool. I just want to leave everyone with a thought. Burger King, have you ever counted how many fries you get? Now think about it. You know what else people don't count? Count how many Skittles you get. Put them together. I think you'll be surprised. And that's where you'll find me in part two, 
somewhere on the web. So, Becky, you uh, have some cryptic last words from your writer there. What do you think? Did this turn out the way you expected? I, I hate him. I, I hate him so much. I spend every night crying, and I've been, I've been knitting a quilt to work out some of my feelings. Um, it's so dark. It's, it's so dark. I can't. I'm afraid to go out of my apartment. I'm afraid he's going to be there. He keeps sending me these emails that are just gifts from Hannah Montana. And he keeps saying that the secret is in the sauce. And I don't know what that means anymore. I don't, I don't know what it means. I just want my normal life back. I just, I just, I had friends. I had so many friends and I would go places and do things and, 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 and smile. I would smile. I would smile so much. I would laugh. There was so much laughter. I don't want to live in the world. I don't want to live in the world anymore. I'll give you half my money. I swear to God, if you ever speak to me again, I will stab you. I will stab you with whatever is nearby. I just need 13 tangerines and then I'll be gone. Why a tangerine? What is wrong with you? Why did you need a tangerine? Ah! All right, so Kyle, some interesting developments happening between your writer and director here. What do you think? Is uh, is this working for you? I just wanted to make a perfectly mediocre motion picture with big name stars that would make a profit. I could keep working. And things got weird, man. I, I knew I was coming out of a dark place working on the Sims movie, but I thought I'm gonna. This is the most straightforward movie I could pick, and I didn't realize I hired a freaking nut job who's gonna harass my director into her own mental breakdown. Like this is not what I signed up for. So I, I have some ideas to fix this. So when Ben goes away and becomes an M Night Shyamalan dingo um, writer, his plane will have an unfortunate mechanical accident. And he'll end up on an island somewhere near what he claims is the Mason-Dixon line. But he's going to have to go full Tom Hanks castaway. Like, I'll occasionally make sure someone parachutes in some water and food. But he's going to be on an island by himself. We're going to make sure of that. No internet. No way to connect to to anyone or contact Becky, most importantly. We, We will drop off a Furby for him and lots of batteries for companionship. But that's all he gets. Becky, uh, the studio is going to very discreetly purchase her a nice house in Sacramento away from the busyness of Sacramento is very boring and safe and quiet, but it's not far away from some art and everything in the mountains. So, you know, she can maybe have some semblance of a normal life again. And is there a lawn that I can run and play in? Yes. We make sure there's a lawn and a nice tree <sighs> that's good for climbing if you want. And yeah. And then, uh, that's what we're going to do. And then, and then, oh, I'm going to change the name of the movie of, uh, two of a kind because, you know, there's two actors and it's a nice, safe Hollywood movie title. Have you cut Heston from the film? No, he's still like their thing, but it's, it's still those two are like the main, the story revolves around. Why are you messing with me right now? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll call it. We'll call it. We'll call. We'll call it three of a kind. We'll call it three of a kind. We're gonna put a nice Volvo in the driveway of the house. How's that? Just a really nice. It's the safest car made on the market. Three of, three of a kind and a nice beige Volvo. All right. So uh, three of a kind goes into the Moby machine. It's fairly similar results, except that Becky retires early and gets to have a nice happy life with her VW and, and big happy lawn. Volvo. Volvo, excuse me. I'm... T- 
Yeah, that one. And then, you know, Ben is deposited on this desert island. And when he arrives there, from underneath the sand, a doorway opens. And it's what he wanted all along. And there you have it, folks. It's been another episode of The Movie Machine. 12.9. As always, we will leave you with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. Pure chaos on an MP3. Oh, I was trying to make Ah, Dr. Morph. You chose this. No one chose this for you. Fuck off. <laughs>